Hi, and welcome back to the Uncut Feminine Podcast. If you're new here, I'm Juana, founder of TheFeminine.com. We are an online platform dedicated to empowering women all over the world to trust their voice, follow their heart, and embrace their womanhood. And each and every month we discuss here any topic that can be filed under the world femininity. We discuss senses, vitality, healthy body, emotional fulfilling lives, passion, sensuality, relationships, sisterhood, with the intention to give a universe a guide into anything that makes us amazing, beautiful, self-expressed, powerful women. And this whole month, we brought up a very sensitive but very inspiring, very hot topic called intimacy. What is it? Why is it so vital for our soul? And what happens when we lose it? And how we can recreate it or create it in our relationships? And I have my partner with me, Joanna, and we're going to play a little bit with back and forth with uh, questions and answers. Hi, Joanna. Hello, Joanna. Nice to see you again. <laughs> how was your week? It was very intimate. <laughs> how was your month better yet? <laughs> the same with all the ups and downs of what intimacy actually can uh, bring and provide in our relationships. You know, our last email yes. was amazingly successful. Why do you think that? The email where we talk about intimacy and the gift that a woman can bring in a relationship uh, with a man. Because I think intimacy is such a gift that we women uh, are meant to offer to the world. And because we're meant to offer it to the world, it's, it's a part of what concerns us. It's part of what we uh, long for. It's part of what we want to experience more and more. And I think it reached such a big audience because uh, it's there. It's one of our fundamental needs. For those who didn't read the story we are talking about is a very beautiful story a love story between a priestess and a warrior and uh, the main uh, subject of the story if we can name it subject is looking for intimacy in your own soul as a way to be able to create intimacy with other people speaking about men women doesn't matter How can we reach intimacy within ourselves so we can recreate it with our beloved or with our friends? Or That's a very important thing you just said because it's actually by uh, understanding that intimacy is an experience that gets uh, created and felt when we establish a relationship with ourselves. And I think one of the reasons why intimacy is such a hot topic today is because it's, it's missing. Because we're living in a culture where our education has not allowed us to understand that we should also develop a relationship with ourselves, complementary to our relationship with other people. And it all starts in childhood, but what's relevant for this topic, for our womanhood, is that this is our gift. This is our secret, actually. Intimacy... Uh, just requires you understanding that there is a you you should have a relationship with, first and foremost. And then it's like going on a date with yourself. It's the same process as going out on a date with somebody that you don't know. You're eager to find out who you are. And you're eager to find out who you are on a more authentic level than you've experienced yourself. So you're curious of 
unraveling, discovering not your labels or what other people said you should be, but what you actually feel, what, you know, what your intuition is telling you. So in that curiosity, you can develop, you can give birth to a relationship with yourself. And the steps that you take to unravel that are the exact steps that a woman can take to create intimacy in her relationship with her beloved first and foremost, and then with the people in our lives. And the secret in womanhood, uh, like this priestess that we were writing in the article, is that this is an ancient knowledge. We were meant as mature, fully developed women to have the capacity to open the soul of any man through intimacy. And it requires receptivity and it requires some skills and we're going to talk about it uh, during this podcast. But yeah, it, it, it's definitely about letting go of the judgments and letting go of looking outside and really giving some space to what you feel inside and acknowledging it for what it is. I am convinced that your words are going to trigger many of our listeners. But I want to come back a little to something you say all the time. Don't try to understand it only with your mind, because like myself, probably many people who are listening to us will try to understand the words you just said with their minds and go back to their childhood and try to understand where everything got broken. And they will try to reach the solution using their minds. Let's forget about the mind a little and explain us or guide us a little to how can we open our souls to be able to to sense and to reach this level of intimacy with our own selves by opening our heart and opening us to emotions and to feelings and emotions and feelings are the language of the soul if you're brave enough and willing enough to to go deep into those emotions Every emotion we have, whether it's negative or positive, is bringing a message, a message that's deeper than our rational mind. So by not trying to, to attack intimacy through rationale and just allow intimacy to open up as a space, it's the step into that is opening our heart and just allowing ourselves a space of being vulnerable on an emotional level. And it's very interesting because what actually stops people from accessing this space of intimacy is the judgment that vulnerability is weakness. You asked me how my week was and it was very intimate because I was exploring with my partner intimacy this weekend and it was really funny because he doesn't know how to create it and he's afraid of opening up to intimacy so his way of protecting himself is getting very shut down and very stubborn all of a sudden and I've tried to create this space of intimacy with him and then of course he reacted it and he became very stubborn and then he shut down and I was very in a very light neutral way I was sharing with him yeah, but you actually want to open up and you want to open up with me. That, that was very clear for both of us. So what's stopping you? Let's look into that. And uh, well, first of all, I don't know. I don't know how to be intimate and I'm afraid of letting go into intimacy because I don't know how it looks like. And that's the first stop. And second is I have this judgment that I'll be weak if I allow myself to be vulnerable. And it's a misconception. 
but it's so embedded in our psyche that it just stops us and it robs us of exactly the emotional climate we want to live our lives inside. We want to feel love. We want to have the experience of emotions flowing from me to my partner, from my partner to me. We want to be vulnerable, but yet we are afraid of exactly opening up to that. And I think it's just being brave and stepping into being vulnerable, whether you think that's a weakness or not, and explore vulnerability for what vulnerability can bring, because it is actually very powerful. But you can't see its potent power unless you open up to it. It's like a medicine that's so enclosed in its shell that unless you open the shell, you'll never drink from it. I was listening to you and I had this feeling of just starting to synchronize with your intimacy. It's like taking a leap of faith. It's like jumping with a parachute all of a sudden. Because we're not used to it, we don't even know how it tastes like, how it looks like. And of course, we start exploring our relationships with men, with friends, and question why this relationship does not work. And we don't look to intimacy, probably, many of us. And I don't know if it's very useful to start exploring the very precise steps, what you can do mathematically to open up the relationship. It just feels like you just have to take a leap of faith in a moment, decide that I have to open up no matter what. Is it true or is it risky? Because I'm sure it can sound risky. Leap of faith is risky. It is risky. It is risky on an emotional level. And you're afraid of being rejected. That's just such a human fear that we're, most of us really just get stopped there. It is a leap of faith. You don't have any steps. No matter how much rationale you put around why your relationships don't work and no matter how much therapy, with brackets of course, you have as a concept around why your relationships don't work, at the end of the day, in a relationship, you either take that leap of faith and risk being rejected and open up anyway and feel something, for God's sake, feel something, anything, just feel it. <laughs> Or you're going to have a very good explanation of why you want intimacy but you can't have it and you're going to get shut down and remain shut down. And it's that simple and that easy. And yes, your mind as an access wants all the time to find an escape, to find uh, an excuse to go somewhere else, to put the attention somewhere else. But, you know, intimacy is right here, right now between you and me. It's that easy. Are we going to open up? And it's, it's not just in intimate, sexual, loving relationships with a man or a woman. It's here in the sisterhood as well. It's everywhere where you want a relationship to matter. That's so, that's amazing. We're so good at finding excuses all the time for why we are not doing this or that. We're proficient at doing that. But let's uh, go back to what you were saying. Let's um, take the myth of this intimacy issue, because many of us think it's only related to men, women or relationship mode. But intimacy is something you, you manifest or you bring in any kind of relationship you have in your life with yourself, with your friends, with... Let's go back to this. Yes, because intimacy is actually the milieu in which human connection happens. And why in therapy we always go back to childhood is because the first intimate relationships we have is with our parents and how they can open up to feelings and allow ourselves to open up to feelings in a way that occurs for the child is safe is how we will learn intimacy as a natural thing in life 
and then we will be able to open up. And the second thing that stops people from just allowing this flow of emotions to happen is this need to avoid pain. And one of the things we learn in the Asian knowledge of, uh, of womanhood is pain is part of life. Pain is part of the process. You can't open up to real life love experience unless you're willing to leave pain as part of the process of opening up. Whether it's that your heart cracks open and there's a pain, like when your chest opens up for, for the first time, it's pain there. Or you leave something extraordinarily intimate and profound for you and then you lose it for a reason or another, whether it's you or something outside of you. And the loss of that brings pain. Whether you everything is going fine but you have to take a break for a reason or another going on a trip from your beloved, you miss him. It's pain. So pain is such a part of the fabric of love. There's, there's nothing we should um, do about it but embrace it. And the moment we take a leap of faith, the moment we allow pain to be part of the process, then we actually allow love to give us that potent medicine we're longing for and looking for. And yes, it does start in childhood how we experience intimacy, but it develops through our adult life. And in ancient times, women were taught by other women how to develop a relationship with themselves and how to create intimacy relationship with others. It was an art and it is an art. And today it is a lost art. And what we want to achieve is bring that back. You said something about pain, and uh, I remember you once you made the distinction in one of your live workshops between pain and suffering. I know we are speaking about intimacy, I don't want to, to jump into another subject, but maybe if you come back with this distinction, it will be even more clear for our listeners why they don't have to avoid pain, because pain is not necessarily suffering. Yeah, pain is pain and suffering is the story we have about the pain. <laughs> yeah, that's very important because we get stuck in suffering generally, not only in pain. Yes, pain happens in three seconds. And if we look at animals in nature, we see that they don't have trauma because they just shake the pain. They shake the impact of any pain or any trauma, physical or emotional, they experience by shaking their body until they get rid of the impact of the pain in their physical body. It's an instinctual reaction. And us humans, because we have a psyche and because we have a rationale, our emotional reaction to pain allows us to get stuck into the story, into the shock that that pain happened. Because again, we're living in this belief that pain shouldn't happen. So we're in shock when it happens. Because we have this fantasy mode of always being happy all the time and nothing else. So we get stuck into the story we carry about the pain we experience. Because if you just breathe through the pain or you breathe through any negativity or any emotional upheaval, at some point, after a couple of minutes, even hours, the pain stops. Because we have this natural capacity to relinquish it. We have this natural capacity to overcome it and we grow out of that. It's a process of evolution for us. And we don't do that normally. We're not that natural like animals. In a way, they're smarter than us. 
what we do is we get shocked by the fact that we were in pain and then we because of that shock we carry a story we create a story that brings us suffering and we are just generating the suffering all over again again and again and again not letting go of the past not letting go of that incident and that's the reason why we get stuck do you know what helped me to get unstuck mm, i'm curious <laughs> sharing can be very useful because i know stories are different but we because we live in the same society we probably share more than we can imagine and like many of us i had this disconnection from my intimacy from my intimacy and i was unable to create pure and uh, honest intimacy with the people in my life and the thing that i i know that helped me the most was something let's call it generally sisterhood but is the the friendship and the intimacy that i learned to to see and then to be able to slowly start to create with women with uh, our colleagues with our friends that come to our workshops with you because this is how the feminine works and i can sense this after one year and a half of doing this work and of sharing this intimate connection in sisterhood But I know this is a very, very powerful and a very, very um, strong cure a lot of women can find for this disconnection from intimacy. How does this happen if there is a rational explanation for that? Well, the sisterhood on a conscious level, when it is built and created within a sacred circle, as a sacred circle, within a loving, conscious, self-accepting and all-accepting context and space, becomes the family you never had, becomes the community you never had. And if you think of our evolution as human beings, we first get born into a family that is part of a community. So our first experience of intimacy, our first experience of human connection doesn't happen in a romantic level. That's a very upgraded experience. It happens on a family and on a community level. So sisterhood is actually the way in which we can heal and bring back in a safe space, in a process that has for every woman a different rhythm. The experience of love and connection and intimacy in that way we were longing for and needing it when we were children or adolescents and that was missing for us maybe most of the time. Yes. And It's a safer space. It's a safer way of opening up to love because it doesn't ask of anything. In a relationship with a man, you have the pressure of making it happen. It's you and him. You have to make it happen. So that's one of the reasons why when women step into the sacred circle, it's such a relief of pressure because they're fed by the circle they're fed by this unconditional all accepting love that doesn't ask anything just supports and all we all need that we all need not to be asked anything of and just be supported and then we can heal ourselves activate what we need to activate learn what we need to learn discover who we are and then trust ourselves and then get all that fiery energy of our feminine power up and running and feel confident enough we can open up to a romantic love from a more conscious level from a level where we know who we are as women and we can bring that as gifts in the relationship so that's why sisterhood is such a potent medicine And I think it's 
the first step into intimacy or the first gate? Yes, it is because I was thinking about an intention I want to work with in our next workshop and I was tempted to work with uh, the energy of love and with the energy of healing and I was just staying with these uh, intentions and something wasn't clicking and I started asking what am I exactly looking for and then I get my aha and I said yes I, I'm looking for this because on my own alone in isolation I won't be able to recreate the energy and love and healing. This is so true because we're just working with what our personal interest goes to but we don't think about the context and this is where sisterhood comes and steps in because we're not gonna be able to open up to love or to healing or to anything without this context that supports us and friendships are probably affected by this uh, disconnection from sisterhood because i'm not very sure a lot of us look at our friends as sisters or brothers or brothers in a sacred way Yes, yes, everything is is connected to that. But sisterhood, in the way we teach it and in the way we live it in the feminine, and it's an invitation for all women to join the circle and be fed by the circle, is actually more than friendship. It's a sacred context in which we consciously accept and love everything that you are with the intention to support your most beautiful, most powerful expression of you. And giving you the space to step into that, into who you are on your most uh, beautiful, powerful level in your own rhythm. Okay, and my last question, because I know we're pretty out of time. I don't want to, to um, omit the subject of relationship because I know this. everybody comes back and forth to relationships mode, but I would love to tackle it from a different perspective. How does our capacity to be intimate and to create and recreate intimacy connect with our sensuality? Let's go beyond relationship, the first layer of romantic mode, and let's go deeper to our sensuality and how intimacy helps us with that. I know why you're asking that, because uh, there is a, a direct link. And there's a direct link also in the article we just shared about intimacy, about the warrior and the priestess. But I have to explain what sensuality is from our perspective and then what intimacy is from our perspective to get that link clear. We look at sensuality as the awakening of all the senses. So it's an opening on a level of the senses that allows us to be more receptive, that allows us to feel more. And we're not just feeling in the middle of our heart, we're feeling with all our being. So we're tasting, hearing, sensing, smelling, seeing, and all of these become channels of communication. And it opens a woman to her receptiveness, which softens the woman. Because most of the time living in a, in a masculine culture, we're very tight inside. We're very stressed, we're very rigid. And we're longing for that relaxation, but the relaxation comes from gently opening to our feminine energy that comes through opening our senses. And it's a very in, it's a very soft process. It comes through caress and love and gentleness and being vulnerable without being afraid of it and stepping into being uh, receptive without being afraid of it and not understanding that as non-action, understanding it as the feminine principle. And when the woman becomes receptive, this is when her subtle feminine energies open up. And those subtle energies 
that she encompasses, she embodies, start creating waves in her beloved. And gently, gently, no matter how that man is, he becomes um, activated. He starts opening up in her space. And this is the um, art of the priestess. This is the way in which women in ancient times were initiated and ignited into this capacity through her receptivity to open the soul of the man, to open him up to deeper layers of his own being. And uh, it comes through sensuality because it comes through receptivity and they're very linked. And to be even more hands-on, like because we're always uh, finishing our podcast with a very hands-on practice or exercise, can you share with us uh, uh, some, some small tips that can help us open up to our own intimacy? Spending time with yourself, even if you're afraid of it, and really engaging with who you are and what you feel from a place of non-judgment. And try for a while to lose the need to, to produce a result out of it. Disconnect spending time with yourself and developing a relationship with yourself with the need to repair your relationship with your beloved or have a man in your life or get more successful in your career or uh, mend the broken relationship. Just do that with no purpose. Do it with no objective. Because if you do it with no objective, you'll be able to sync with your heart easier. And that will create uh, the process will open you up and that's exactly the same process you have to undergo in any relationship if you want to create intimacy so it's a way of you tapping into you but also you learning from you how to open up and create intimacy in your life and of course be patient because we cannot mend in two days what got broken in 20 years yeah or what we couldn't experience out of knowledge out of lack of knowledge And yes, for intimacy and for relationship, we need patience because as adults, we, we open up very slowly. There's a lot of mistrust in our heart. So we need, we need the space, we need time. So the first step is be aware, having awareness about what you are doing and working in intention. Second, uh, don't have a hidden agenda, <laughs> just be intimate because you, you want, want to, to be intimate. You want to heal this with yourself, not to to repair relationships or to get a lover and uh, be patient. Yes. Thank you, Anna. It was wonderful. This was really a wonderful subject and we'll be back with uh, many, many other articles about this issue. Okay, thank you to you, Anna. I hope all the women will, will be able to uh, tap into the little secrets we've been sharing in this podcast. And I hope it opens their hearts and it makes them available to take that leap of faith that will for sure open the hearts of the men in their life. So I brave you and I'm by your side. <laughs> Have an amazing, intimate experience with yourself and with others. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in and don't go away before subscribing to our weekly newsletter. Jump over to thefeminine.com start here. You can also browse our history of articles and leave us a comment at thefeminine.com magazine. 
Find us on Facebook at The World of the Feminine and just write to us. We're here waiting for a question and getting your answer right away.